Salt Lime Storytime, the podcast where we tell you stories worth telling over drinks. I'm Jess Nani, joined today by my gay co-host, Allison Hillman. Allison, what does it feel like to be gay during Pride Month? You know, I imagine it's what it feels like to be a NASA scientist during the rocket launch. I feel very important, (laughs) very special. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. like I'm about to change the fucking world. I love this for you. I and love spend this a lot of unnecessary money that we could put towards the economy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. Well, and that's that's exactly it. The, the corporate corporate pride merch is out and about. Mm-hmm. Target said, "Y'all want some gay shit?" And, and you said, "Absolutely." And I said, "Absolutely." Except my stupid drag bird can't get it. Forty dollars on eBay resale. I refuse. Oh my god. So, is it going to come back? Probably not. They do limited edition runs. I'm really sorry. At for some point lost, I will get like either I'll get like pretty drunk one of these nights and I will buy it off of eBay and then I'll be mortified that I have done so. But yeah, for those of you that like I would not know what you're talking about unless I have seen your house. Those little birds that wear different scarves and stuff and have names. Yes. Like little like could you want to describe that to okay. the people? So Target Target has a line of various holiday themed merch called the Spark Birds or Wonderland Birds, depending on what season it is. Uh, and every every major US holiday, they come out with a set of one to six birds that are a little felt I don't know I don't know how to describe them they're just felt collectible birds and like every holiday has a different set of them they all have names and their little name tag has the year on it now if you are a person like me who collects them it is it is these are it's like the beanie babies of holiday target decor and the other thing is they only cost five dollars each so like pretty inexpensive as a target holiday thing goes this year for the very first time they came out with a pride bird that was a little drag queen and naturally and i say this i will preface this by saying i understand that i come from the community of collectors on these birds and i am speaking as a collector as well as a member of the bisexual community i feel like i was robbed of my opportunity to get this bird because it got big on TikTok and all these people that don't actually collect the birds are like, I want a drag bird. And they're like, what about the people who work really, really hard to get these birds season in and season out? I have two large bags of them, rotate them. They all have backstories. I have a very big emotional connection to these birds. And all I wanted was the drag queen bird because I love drag. I'm a big drag fan. I'm a big bird fan. My two worlds collided. No. I went to three Targets, Allison. I had notifications Jess. set up for when they dropped on the website. Oh, Jess. Nothing. Did not. Sold out. Straight to eBay for $40. It's 
very upsetting. I would jump on that before it they it gets up to eighty. Well, I have a sinking suspicion that by the end of the summer it will go down. So I'm kind of banking oh you're waiting on, that long. Okay, I'm I'm kind of banking on on like a thirty dollar purchase here in the future. We'll see though. We'll see. Because here's the thing with eBay, then you have to pay for shipping. So then I'm paying like sixty bucks for this bird that is five dollars <laughs> retail. Oh Jess. Oh Jess. And I'm not gonna lie, I was kind of hoping that somebody out in the world who knows that I collect these birds was going to be like, hey, magically found one of these in a target. I know that you collect them. I got it. Hope this is what you were looking for. And it was going to come to me because I will say previously when there have been birds that I could not get my hands on, people have found them in various targets around the Wasatch front and then brought them to me in exchange for a Venmo in which I provide a dollar tip for delivery. And thus far, thus, thus far this summer, that has not happened. So I'm, I, <laughs> you have a whole system. Jesus. I do. I listen. I end up with birds. People, the, the birds come to me, and thus far the drag bird has not come to me, and I just, anyway, you can cut this whole thing out if you want. <laughs> no, I mean, I this is very important for you, and I, I want to express my, cons- my my support, and thank you. it being, you know, gay season, this feels like a hate crime against the gays, because I'm sure a lot of allies, I mean, bless you, bless you all. I'm sure a lot of allies are going in there and buying and leaving nothing for the queers, you know? Mm-hmm. 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 Exactly. And nothing for the bird collectors. Think of the bird collectors in this trying time. I, oh, yeah. <laughs> Moment of silence. Thank you. In other news, I am walking in the Salt Lake City Pride Parade oh. on Sunday. That's very exciting for me. For what? My company is part of a nonprofit thing for biotech companies in utah and they are doing they have like secured a parade spot and members were invited to come walk and support so hmm. cool i'm gonna go do when that. so wait the parades this sunday mm-hmm. you, t- i don't know these things 10 a.m i'll be i'll be i'll be trotting along tralala what i get a t-shirt i don't know i just heard a knock and there's no one there don't worry about it Transitioning to Allison's segment, what fucking ghost story has she heard this week or experienced this week? <laughs> nothing, nothing. My my ride-alongs are done, um, mm. so I, I won't have any more unless they unless I get the job that I applied for at the station. Yeah, or if they let me do more ride-alongs this summer, which I don't know if they will. But mm-hmm. hopefully, I will have more stories coming for you in the fall. If I slash when I get into the paramedic program, we'll do mm-hmm. a lot of work in hospitals and yeah. in stations. So, you know, I will ask every single person because nurses have them too. Like people, because yeah. anyway, anyway, I'm very excited. It's one of the things I'm most pumped about for this job is hearing everybody's ghost stories. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I should ask my mom if she has any from working in the she worked in the logan er and the primary children's er so fuck yeah shoot her quick text i want to know or is that more of a phone call that'll be a phone call at some okay. point we'll, okay. we'll we'll do another phone abby segment oh we'll get her out. we'll get her stories but um anywho we're here for three two one shots allison mm-hmm. fancy meeting you here on this fine tuesday evening what are you what did you bring to drink today 
I am done with the Vizzy that I brought originally, and I have a shot of St. Germain liqueur. Would you like to hear what vile thing I'm drinking today, Allison? You've really teased it, and I would love to know. Jess is at the bottom of the barrel of flavored vodkas. Yes. Gifted by Brendan's grandmother. I I will say, trigger warning on what I'm about to tell you. This is going to bring back a very vivid memory. Oh, is that caramel vodka? <laughs> it is caramel vodka. Ew! Wait, ew. You almost as disgusting as your pronunciation of caramel. <laughs> Here's the you thing. You cannot pay me to take a shot of that. I, if I had pineapple juice, I'd mix it in just for the old time's sake. I no, absolutely. There not. was one time on a New Year's Eve, Allison and I went to a house party with friend of the podcast Stevie, and we were playing Rage Cage, and we had a bottle of caramel vodka and some sort fruit of fruit punch. juice that I mm-hmm. believe was pineapple based. And that yes. is what we did. And now, for those of you listening at home, typically you play Rage Cage with beer. Uh, but us. we were fighting the devil that night. And um, we were underage, s- and it's what it's what they had. So yeah, I truly thank you, thank you all for thank you all for that memory. Anyway, today, would you like to find out our topic? Mm-hmm. <laughs> is that a weird segue? Should I redo that? I mean. No, I'm I'm here for it. What's what's the top? Okay, Allison and I have decided that because it is Pride Month, we are going to discuss queer representation in the media, particularly reality television, with the recent publication of the Ultimatum Queer Edition, as well as oh. I don't know Allison. We didn't talk about this before the podcast started recording, but the latest season of Queer Eye also came out recently, mm, so. Mm-hmm. Some good things to discuss, and uh, I'm excited to get into it, but uh, first things first, shall we commit hate crimes to our trachea, or esophagus? Esophagus. Honestly, (laughs) both, if we aspirate, so if our epiglottis doesn't do what it's meant to. Great. Whatever that all meant. (laughs) Three, two, two, one, one. shots. Sorry. Why is this kind of good? Oh my god. You did not react the way I intended you to. Not intended, expected. It's kind of good. <laughs> she takes another sip. You know, I hate caramel, so like caramel it's plus kind of vodka a, is like a nice just like brown sugar toasted kind of flavor happening. I believe it would, you. It would taste really good in coffee. Mm-hmm. I just realized I need to probably stop taking shots of St. Germain because it's like $45 a bottle and I <laughs> I can't be doing that every other week. That's how I that, feel about how much Aperol spritz or Aperol I consume. Yeah. All right, Allison. I have a great opening question for you. And I'll be curious. I'm deeply curious what your answer is going to be. To start us off, what is your very first memory of seeing a gay couple on TV? Oh my god. Okay, wait. Let me think back. Um, Maybe Glee. Yeah. The cheerleaders, that that might be... But the first person I ever heard of being gay besides our neighbor, Bill, who was gay, who used to babysit us, was Ellen. 
Oh, yeah. Because when I was watching Finding Nemo, my dad said, you know, the actress who voices her is a lesbian. And I was like, what's a lesbian? And anyway. I but I think you're a Lebanese. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm American. I would say probably Glee. And then after that, it would have been Pretty Little Liars. So that's why I ended yeah. up really liking those shows. I was going to say, I like as a teenager, I would say Pretty Little Liars because I wasn't allowed to watch Glee when I was in high school. I didn't really start watching Glee until like end of my senior year of high school and into college. But I think for me, it's Friends because Ross's ex-wife is they like make a lot of lesbian jokes about Ross's ex-wife and how like she left him for a woman kind of thing. Mm And I had, like, kind of the unique experience because my grandpa was gay. I, like, I'm sure there were other – my mom really liked Will and Grace, but I don't remember her watching that very much because I don't think she really watched it around me. But, like, I don't really have any memory of, like, questioning seeing gay people on TV. I remember my mom watched a lot of Ellen and a lot of Anderson Cooper. But, yeah, so I think that's that's it for me. My mom did watch a lot of Ellen, and I think I, like – tangentially knew that Ellen was gay but yeah I would say probably the liars in high school was probably the most predominant and like also seeing somebody be in the closet Mm -hmm. yeah I I feel like Glee was the first time I saw a gay couple represented in a way where they actually go it more into what it is to be in the closet what it is Mm -hmm. to kind of accept that i i just remember that was a huge part like that's made glee a lot more relatable Mm -hmm. and the internalized homophobia and all that like it was really i know like the 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 way they depicted the lesbian couple and friends like carol and her partner it's much more of like a butt of the jokes you know and it's not they don't really go into their relationship i think maybe they hold hands like they never you know, it, it's yeah. it's more for, like, a butt of Ross's jokes than it is actually about their relationship. And so I think Glee was the first time that I really saw it about their relationship. Absolutely. I think I'd agree with that. There's one episode of Friends that I can remember where I think Carol – it's early on when Carol is pregnant with Ben and they're trying to figure out how to co-parent and Ross, like, has to come to terms with the fact that Carol's – I can't remember Carol's wife's name, but – that she's going Susan. to be Susan. Yes, he he has to like reconcile the fact that Susan is going to be in his life forever, and like she's going to be a mother to his son, and they're going to have to co-parent. And like I remember that being like a like watching that episode with my mom, and like I don't know, I don't remember like how I felt about it because I was pretty young, but like I think that's the only episode where they really give them a ton of depth of like. We have to navigate this kind of experience with, like, respect to Carol's sexuality while also, like, co-parenting. But I think that's very different than how, like, what Glee was trying to do. And, like, there's some, like, pretty (laughs) – I think we can all agree that (laughs) Sweet Sweet Glee has has some problematic moments. But it really was groundbreaking because not only Mm -hmm. did they, like, have these couples – they showed the couples like having sex for the first time. Like when Blaine and Kurt have sex in that show and like the whole episode where Kurt goes to his dad and is like, how do I have sex? And his dad's like, well, I don't know. Google it. And he's like, no, if I was straight, you would tell me you need to educate yourself. It's your job as my dad. 
Like, hmm. that was a really powerful episode. This is gonna... I've watched Glee so many times. I, like, am just going to just start reciting episodes to you. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. It... I... I... It's... I haven't watched it since high school, and I... I think I stopped watching either whatever show... I think it was whatever... What was her name? Like, Quinn got paralyzed? Oh, wow. <laughs> what is that she walks again oh does she (laughs) yeah fuck i don't even remember but that's kind of like one of the last time things i really remember happening and i don't know if like britney and santana break up i can't remember if they do that or not or if it's on and off again it's on and off again and again spoiler alert they get married on the show okay maybe maybe i need to rewatch it it's kind of fun i reckon it's a good rewatch it's like a good like dumb comfort show every so often what about Pretty Little Liars, though? Let's – I remember I started Pretty Little Liars, and in my head I was thinking – I think I had finished whatever season was out of Glee. I remember being like, ugh, like, I'm not going to be able to find another show with that has, like, a lesbian character my age. I was super, super sad, and then I started Pretty Little Liars, and I was like, Emily! And I still have the fattest crush on Shay Mitchell. How could you not? I mean, she's absolutely gorgeous. And she played, like, a lesbian character in You – yes peach and i was like girl she just i don't and i know she's like straight she's like i think she's married she has a kid mm-hmm. but i'm like she is such an honorary lesbian in yeah. this in our community just because of how much <laughs> she just keeps doing it I, anyway she's like the stanley tucci of the <laughs> of the lesbian <laughs> community you could you could definitely say that but <laughs> yeah i remember being so excited but of course like her relationships end up for the most part, really awfully and tragically, mm-hmm. which is a big issue with queer relationships in the media, especially with women. Yeah. Anyway, but Yeah. That's very true. I remember a time several years ago where you and I were having a conversation about, I think we were talking about rom-coms for some reason, and you were talking about how there's really not a ton of romantic movies for lesbians in which the main character doesn't die or doesn't cheat. Yeah, yeah. Particularly it's, it's, with a man. Yeah, it's honestly kind of like that Henry VIII song, like, divorce, beheaded, died, divorce, beheaded, survived. And there's just, like, one show where they survive and it's a happily ever after. And that, I mean, it, it's gotten better. Like, there's a lot more representation. But, like, when I was, like, 16, like, 50, mm-hmm. like 15 years old trying to figure out and trying to, like, watch media that, like, represented relationships that I was maybe interested in one day having. Mm-hmm. It was, like, student-teacher, um, which ended up sadly. Or it was, like, I'm going to jump off the roof and kill myself while reciting Shakespeare. Or I am going to just fully die. Or I'm going to leave you for another man. And I was, like, these are awful. Is this really what, yeah. re- like, lesbian relationships are like? But there's one show called Imagine Me and You which is just, like, one of my all-time favorite comfort shows because it actually shows, like, a rom-com relationship where it's just so cheesy and it's so corny, Mm -hmm. but it's exactly, like, what you want to cry to, you know? It's just, like, a feel-good show. And to this day, like, that is still one of the best ones out there where I think they only kiss in that movie, like, twice or Mm -hmm. maybe, like, one or two times. Like, it's not about their sexual relationship. Like, they're both very beautiful women. It's Lena Headey. From Game of okay. Thrones. Oh, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Piper Parabo, I think is how you say her name. Okay. She's played a lesbian character a couple times in a few different movies. But anyway, it was just watching Imagine Me and You was just so refreshing. And it was just like, 
it is hard for these reasons like they do show how it, it kind of like she, one of the women was married and they kind of go into that relationship but the guy she's married to is really lovable and it kind of reminded me of he kind of reminded me of my very first boyfriend so it was just, it was very relatable and yeah. it was just yeah. like the first time it was represented in a way that made me like hopeful but i mean i don't know have you seen many movies like that no i don't know can you think of any the only one i can think of and that like in re- and I think this is actually the movie that spurred this conversation initially when um, Happiest Season or Happy, whatever it is with Kristen Stewart and uh, the guy from Schitt's Creek in it and uh, the main character's name is Harper and they go, she's not out to her family yet, but they go home for Christmas and Kristen Stewart's character has to pretend to be like her friend, basically. Gotcha. Um, I think it's Happiest Season. It's, it's a I actually original. haven't seen that. And I think that's the last movie I can remember watching where, like, it was the premise was, like, a lesbian relationship, like, trying to figure stuff out. And the whole, like, coming out of the closet thing, like, obviously, like, that's, like, a, that, like, she has to come out to her family and, like, it's, like, really hard and she's, she's really scared to do it. And that's, like, there, there's a beautiful conversation between Dan Levy and Kristen Stewart where Dan is, like... Kristen, your parents were like, or whatever Kristen's name is, I can't remember it in the show, where he like has this whole thing where she came out to her parents and her parents were super loving and supporting, but her girlfriend's parents were like going to not be. And so he had like this whole thing where like everybody's coming out story is different and like you can't rush these types of things. But then it was also the thing that was so frustrating about it is that, and I think I saw a lot of like this discourse on Twitter is uh, at the end of that movie, there's this whole scene where Kristen Stewart like comes into the living room and sees her girlfriend flirting with her ex-boyfriend and like kind of putting it on to make it clear to her parents that she's not gay and she like breaks up with her in front of everybody and it's like very empowering and she like goes Dan Levy who like plays kind of the gay best friend like comes to the rescue and is like let's go and they like start driving away from the city and like they stop at a gas station and it's this whole beautiful thing where it's like okay she's standing up for herself and she's like not going to be put in a corner or whatever and then she goes back and like they end up together and it's like kind of a whole it's like that really hard thing where obviously like it's a love story and you want them to be together but like it was just I remember watching it the first time and like thinking about you and how like this is such a common trope for you of like you date these bisexual women who then like basically are like well my boyfriend doesn't care kind of thing and it was just like hard to watch knowing how you've been treated previously in those kinds of situations so Mm -hmm. i think i had a little bit of a bias but like that was real fast i want to say i don't date people if i know they're in a relationship it, it, a couple times it's come out after the fact and they didn't yeah, tell me. Yeah, sorry. So that's, I, no, no, no. I was just like, that makes me sound super weird and sketchy. Okay. No. But you're right. Continue. <laughs> but that's like, that's, but that's, this is exactly like the point is like you find out after the fact that they're dating somebody and they're like, oh, my boyfriend doesn't care, even though you're like, it, like it I doesn't care. Count. I'm not trying to like get in, but like, you know, like I'm not here to participate in your cheating, even if your boyfriend doesn't think it counts because I'm a woman. Like, yeah. So it's, I, I truly, aside from Glee, can't think of anything I've watched in the last 10 years that has Glee and I guess friends because Ross's ex-wife, her and Susan stay together the entire series and they seem mm-hmm. very happy. So like, and neither of them die. I think one of them breaks a leg at one point, but... <laughs> 
Yeah, but it's in, like, a funny way. Like, it's yeah. never, like, super dramatic. <laughs> no. But, I mean, you're right. It's... And uh, oftentimes, lesbian relationships are directed by males. Like, it's it, yeah. it's a show directed by men mm-hmm. who have no idea what it means to be in a lesbian relationship. So it's almost always, like, the lesbian relationship still somehow centers around a man. Yes. And that's yes. what I fucking hate the mm-hmm. most. And because it's, like... They still somehow managed to put themselves in the middle of literally everything. Like, it's like, <laughs> this could not be less about you, and yet you are making yourself, like, the focus of this. Yeah. You know? How yeah. you are still, like, I don't know, it really bothers me. I yeah. haven't seen a lot of, like, the modern-day depictions of gay relationships. Like, I I, I think I've se- I saw Love, Simon on a plane, and yeah. it was so beautiful and cute, and I was like, I'm just so happy that more shows like that are coming out that people who are coming to terms with their sexuality or wondering can watch and they can see a realistic but mm-hmm. sweet approach to it. Absolutely. It's Absolutely. so nice. It's like not everybody's going to kill themselves. You know, not everybody's yeah. going to Seriously. leave you for a man. While I have experienced both, it's not like, <laughs> you know... It's not as common yeah. as it makes it seem where it's not like every time. Like, it, it's not as awful and toxic as no. it always makes it seem like sometimes two people can just be in love. Absolutely. Pivoting just a little bit mm-hmm. into kind of what originally spurred this topic on. Recently, and I think it's one of the first that I've ever seen kind of like on a mainstream media platform. Uh, there's been... The Ultimatum, which is a Netflix reality television show that it's had one season and the Mm, last mm, season mm. was with uh, all heterosexual couples. This season, it's all lesbians. And the whole premise of the show is that each couple, one person is issued an ultimatum of we either need to get married or break up. And they have three they go and they like have all been matched with other couples that they could potentially be compatible with and for three weeks the original couple breaks up and they go live with one of the other women that has also been either issued an ultimatum or issued the ultimatum just to see like in a trial marriage to see if they are more compatible with someone else or if it helps them reaffirm the fact that they want to be with their original partner and then at the end of the and then they spend three weeks with their original partner after that and then at the end of the show they have to decide if they are going to get married or if they are going to break up and either a go be with the person that they did the trial marriage with or just Mm -hmm. be single and it is wild oh it's so good (laughs) As a member of the lesbian community, Allison, is this like your Super Bowl Sunday? Like, it feels like it. Like, I cannot believe it took until 2023 to realize how messy queer relationships are and how good they would be for reality TV. Are you joking? Like, lesbians are the best people for a reality TV show. Yes. They have everything. They have the drama, the hormones, the depth, the uh-huh. I want to get to know you better, and the drama. They, this has everything. Quote SNL. It really does. And so yeah. I was so excited to see it because it, like, it depicts 
Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't want to say realistic. It's as realistic as most reality TV show relationships are. Yeah. Like, yeah. you could not pay me to go on one of those shows, but it still is, like, a representation. And it's, like, yeah. not all of them are super hot. Like, it, it is – It's. I don't know. It just – it feels, like, more real. And – Yes. I don't know. They're I'm very, like, normal-looking people. I would say so. And obviously – you know, they're on reality TV and they've chosen to do this, like, absolutely wacky format to figure out if they should stay with their partner or not. <laughs> yeah. But yes. it's still really interesting to see because I think that, like, there's a lot of discourse that I could see somebody, because my mom loves, like, we'll use my mom as an example. My mom loves, uh, like, The Bachelor and uh she loved 90 day fiance and married at first sight that kind of thing and she's recently gotten into she watched love is blind for the first time this last season and she loved it so she's recently gotten into this world of netflix reality tv and i could see her watching this and like obviously it's deeply entertaining but on the other hand it's also like they are using lingo and referencing like queer culture in a very in a way that I think most like average straight people don't know like I know it because I you know obviously like have I have some gay friends <laughs> oh my god wait who I'll kill oh my them. god uh but like when they're talking about like I'm not like like uh I don't think this really counts as a spoiler so if you w- want to watch it and you have not yet I think you're safe but there as uh several there are several women that present like more what would be considered like mask. Right. And it's really interesting because they're like talking about kind of this, like within the community of like, I don't typically date mask people or I don't typically mm-hmm. date like more feminine presenting uh, queer women, that kind of thing. And like, you know, maybe this is naive of me, but like, I don't think my mom would have ever seen any discourse like that in like mm-hmm. anything else that she's watching. And we're using my mom as the example, but like, that's like, it's kind of like a peek inside a community that most people that are like live their days in like predominantly heterosexual communities wouldn't really know about. So it's like such an interesting, like cultural presentation. I don't know how yeah. else to put it, but no, it's true. And it's, 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 I mean, what you're saying is very true that I have very rarely, if not ever, seen two masked women dating. Like, yeah. it is few and far between that that happens. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, but like, two feminine women, yeah, I've seen that. But yeah. usually there's like a more masculine one or more. I mean, this, ma- the terms masculine and feminine are still very heteronormative. And I try to yeah. avoid using those. Like, you are who you are. Yeah, and absolutely. That, it is, it's, it's weird. I was excited to hear that conversation because I was like, hmm, I don't know if I were, because I could actually, for the first time, I could actually relate to what I was seeing on reality TV. Like, yeah. it was so yeah. exciting because I was just like, oh my gosh, like, if I were in her position, I think I might like her, even though she's a bit more mass than I would normally go for. Like, I would totally date Ma. Like, or like, oh my gosh, Lexi's a total badass. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I love her. And she's just calls it for what it is. And, you know, it's, yeah. it's, I don't know, it's a lot of fun. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, and it's probably so nice because you love reality TV. Like you, you watch, I mean, you watch all the Netflix ones. Mm-hmm. You're, you're on it with The Bachelorette. Like you are plugged into reality dating shows and, and the, what's the social media one? The Circle? Yeah. Oh yeah. And 
with the exception of the circle, because I feel like the circle does a pretty good job of, like, representing all sexualities. Yeah, they do. And, like, gender presentations. Uh, most of those shows don't have any queer representation because, like, the whole premise of The Bachelor is even if the women or the men are bisexual or fluid in their uh, sexuality, they're there to date in a straight relation, in, like, a heterosexual presenting relationship. And you know same kind of thing with love is blind like obviously they're separated by men and women and it's like very heterosexual i would love a queer season of love is blind mm-hmm. they did i've it thought the about ultimatum. Oh, go ahead. sorry i've thought about this a lot with the love is blind because there's a certain way it needs to work like all the men kind of stay in a dorm style place all the women stay in a dorm style place so they can interact with each other mm-hmm. if there were a queer style of that exact thing where like half of them could still interact with each other they would just fall in love with the half they're allowed to interact with so like, i kind of get why love is blind needs to be more heterosexual unless they separated everybody all the time and they weren't allowed yeah. to see anybody they were just allowed to talk to other people that could yeah. work but if there were if half of them were allowed to be in the same room game over like the whole experiment's <laughs> ruined you know what i'm saying but anyway that's yeah. all i have to say about that but yeah they'd have to they'd have to change the living situation which I think they could totally do. And then they could, like, maybe figure out some sort of, like, support. I don't know. They'd have to figure out some sort of, like, banter friendship thing. But you're you're absolutely correct where that would be still so fascinating, though. But, yeah, it's to get to my, I think, my original point that I was trying to make here is, like, Sorry. this is now. No, it's okay. Uh, this is, like, so, it's so fun to watch. And, like, I am I am in a heterosexual relationship right now. And... So, like, I can watch The Bachelor and kind of see, you know, I can see myself sort of represented, right? However, it's so hokey that it's, like, hard. Like, I'm mostly watching it for the, like, drama of it all. I'm Mm -hmm. not really watching it for the romance. Where in The Ultimatum right now, I am plugged in. Mm -hmm. I believe, like, there is romance and sparks and, like, it is so genuine and it's, like, not that thing of, like, this woman has to, like, go live with this man. Like, there's, like, you know, like, I don't know. The ultimatum was, when it was straight, was a little bit, like, felt a little bit predatory. And I can see certain elements of that in the queer version of it as well. But, like, mm-hmm. it's just a little bit different because it's not, like, I'm a woman moving in with a strange, like, a strange man. And that is not to say that, like, that can't happen in queer right. relationships. But, right. like, it feels more, I don't know. I think because women can articulate their feelings better, I like you get in the heads of what they're thinking so it's much more. Safe. It's wild. And I've noticed the consent talk is so there. Yes. Like, there are definitely some that don't. And the mass side and the femme side, there are definitely yeah. some that aren't great at it. But for the most part, lesbians are known for falling in love after knowing each other for two minutes. That's why the mm-hmm. whole U-Haul lesbians thing is because like most of the time – Women just feel their feelings and they get excited when other people do the same. And so, like, watching these couples live together, it's like, I normally sleep naked, but I don't want to make you uncomfortable. So I'm going to, like, sleep in clothes. And, you know, I don't know how you don't want to feel. Like, I mean, are you comfortable with that? Like, yeah. Or, like, I don't want to see you naked. So I'm going to change in here. Like, I mean, they are very aware and things seem to move at like a healthy pace. Mm -hmm. Like, there's like, Mm -hmm. like I said, there's one person in particular. With long hair and crazy eyes, who is giving predator vibes 
so yeah. hard through and yeah. through. Not a fan of her. If you if you know, you know. Yeah. Like all all these like sexual comments and I I'm not a I'm not a fan of that. And you can actually I can feel through the screen how the other person's feeling. Like it's so mm-hmm. interesting because I like like I said, I can actually like relate to these people and I'd be like, yeah. oh, what would I say in this situation? Or ooh, like if I were to room with this person, I don't know. It's really fun. Okay. A side question for you. Who would you date? Lexi? Unclear. She and you'll see this in the fourth episode. She can still be kind of confrontational to yeah. the point where it's being problematic. Mm, yeah. yeah. But I appreciate where she's coming from. She would be up there and also Mel. Like, the, they're my favorite couple. Mm-hmm. And also, I'm kind of here for Xander and what's her? I can't remember her name. The woman that she's with. I kind of like that Xander is experiencing the yeah. tenderness of her after dating Aww. somebody mm-hmm. like Vanessa. It's like... When they're all, when they were at the dinner and they're all like, you need to stop telling Xander to fuck off. Oh my God. Yes. They all stood up for each other. Yes. I mean, not all of them do that, but most of them, like, I was like, women supporting women. That's what I love. Yes. It's like, she was saying, fuck off, fuck off. And people called her out for it. Like, it was, yeah, uh, it was beautiful. I think something else that this is showing that's really interesting is like, I think there's this concept of queer relationships like you can't have abuse in the same way that you do in straight relationships Hmm. and i think this is showing that like it's like an example because there's especially with vanessa and xander like it is clear that there is emotional abuse there definitely and like i think that this is showing what that looks like for women on women like women on women crime (laughs) Uh, yeah you're right but like in all seriousness like I don't think that there's any representation because like if I I'm thinking about myself like or like when you know I'm thinking about like if I were a queer woman watching this and I was in an emotionally abusive relationship and I was seeing them have these conversations about like how Vanessa treating Xander is like really awful or like how uh what's the other I can't decide how I feel it's Tiff and and I'm trying to the mask one. Yeah, that like, I can't remember her name the, either, but I don't like her whatsoever. Yes, that's also giving off like like when she's like, "Oh, she's just gonna kiss me and and think that it's gonna be all better." The this one who like went after time. her crying. Yes. Uh huh. Why can't I remember? It's Tiff and and it's it's some like, like old lady name. It starts with an E. It's not like Margot. It's um, Enid. It's the fucking not Enid. Uh, no, but it's like that. Eleanor. It, no, it's. I don't want to. I know Google what you it mean. I it don't want to get spoilers. It is an old lady name. You're right, but I don't like Tiff whatsoever. And no. you will see yeah. her relationship with the woman that she moves in with, and I'm severely unimpressed. Yes. So that's the thing is, I think it's also showing. Like, I think that a lot of times in queer media, like when you're putting, because there's this this thing where it's like, okay, we like have to fight for this representation, and we also like need to be examples of like basically like why we deserve to be put on TV. Right. And so there's this idea of like, like I think queer eye is a good example of this, of like, we need to present like our best selves kind of thing because like we're dealing with straight people in like rural areas that don't necessarily like trust us. So we have to like put our best forward. So they don't. Yeah. Where I think this is, and, and in some cases that's, that's, almost put a filter on like what 
the reality is of like Mm -hmm. queer people are people too which obviously we know but like the way it can get represented in media sometimes it's like they're either a tragic figure or they're like almost a caricature of who they are in real life because they have to like basically put on like a safety mask almost and i feel like this the ultimatum has kind of stripped that back and they're all being like obviously they're on tv so it's reality tv we have to take everything with a grain of salt but it feels like they are being more authentic and you're kind of getting a glimpse into the highs of a queer relationship and the lows of a queer relationship and like some of the pitfalls that that uh aren't always represented in in queer relationships in the media so very interesting no i think that's a very very good point is it, it seems like you said it seems more real it's not all drama or it's not all perfect. It's a bit yeah. of both. You yeah, actually just get to like see every other what they're relationship. thinking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's what's so fun about reality TV is for, again, with a grain of salt, it's real for yeah. the most part. And it's unscripted. Again, this is the first time that I can think of where it's an unscripted queer show. Yeah. And so for the first time in the media, you are seeing messy, realistic queer relationships. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. And I hope this becomes a whole ass spinoff, and then they do gay men next, and then oh, maybe God, a bisexual conglomerate. Like who fucking knows? Yeah, the doors that just opened. Like again, it's 2023. I cannot believe it took them this fucking long to realize how messy yes. we are. Yes, like oh my god, like we feel so much. Like we're the like the poster children for reality television. Like, literally, what more could you want? We yeah. fall in love in two seconds. We fight, we cry, we make up. Well, because then you also have the added layer of, like, you get kind of, like, the cattiness that happens on seasons of The Bachelor with all the women living in the house together. You kind of get that, but also they're all in love with each other in various ways. Mm-hmm. It's That's exactly how it is, anyway. Amazing. It's kind of like a breath of fresh air to have it, you know? And I hope, mm-hmm. like you said, I hope they keep doing it. I hope so, too, because I I honestly, I really keep going back to what you said about how queer are, how you really do have to represent. They really do for their own safety, too. Yeah. How, as queer men, it's in general, it's more dangerous to be mm-hmm. a gay man than it is a gay woman for different reasons. Equally dangerous for different reasons. Yeah. But the physical danger mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. the hate crimes and stuff. So but I like how you said about how they have to actively put on a facade to be a certain type of gay person versus being so messy that you're making like a gay love show where you know what i'm saying yeah and so it's Mm -hmm. so refreshing to see all of it to Mm -hmm. see that i'm putting on my best face for a first date versus this is us after living together or after we've been together for three years and this is how we feel and i'm coming to terms with it and i'm crying because i'm talking to you about it and it's just like the emotion is just right there except for a couple of them it's not but the emotion is just right there and it's yeah it's, I don't know, it's just so fun to see real people have real problems and mm-hmm. be able to watch it happen in front of your eyes. Yeah, absolutely. I'm a big fan. Absolutely. <sighs> Gay love. I can't wait. As of right now, I don't know if we said this, only four episodes of The Queer Ultimatum have come out. Yeah. We're recording this on the 30th. And so by the time that this episode comes out, the ne- the last few episodes will have come out, except for, I think, two of them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, this was a very fun conversation. Yeah, Allison. Happy Happy Pride. <laughs> happy Pride. We'd love to hear everybody's thoughts on the queer ultimatum. If you love it, hate it, why, or if you don't care about reality television. 
I understand you and I respect you and I think you're right. But here we are. So text us your reactions. We look forward to hearing them. Text us um, your reactions on our Instagram. It's all long story time podcast and follow us and review oh. us and rate us and tell your friends. Yes. It would really, really make our whole day if you rated us on Spotify. That's all. Um, if you rated us on all the things and told people, it would be uh-huh. great. But anyway, bye. 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 <laughs>